Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book The Bullet Journal Method by Ryder Carroll. Keep listening to find out why your bullet journal is your outsourced brain. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book, The Bullet Journal Method, which I can only say a couple of times because I've already stumbled over it about twice in about, what, 30 seconds of recording. So I'm doing well so far. Also, there is a certain irony. This episode is going out a few hours later than normal because I have been procrastinating. And yesterday, Sunday afternoon, I had a big nap instead of recording this episode which is somewhat ironic given this whole book is about productivity and getting things done and you know making your life a lot easier. So I'm going to pretend that, that was all planned as a, a as an amusing anecdote to go with this episode and <laughs> not that uh, just been a hot mess for 24 hours. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I've just come back from an excellent few days in Brisbane where I've or in Mianjin country where I have been at the design conference, one of the friendliest conferences I reckon around. Just a joy to see the work that people are doing, the way people are really pushing boundaries of design, of branding, of strategy and of all of those good things. So loved it. If you're in Australia, if you're in, if you are designer, if you're a design adjacent type person, which is kind of where I see myself slightly more in the work I do around learning design and stuff like that, which is somewhat experienced design, a bit of human centered design, some of those kind of good things, a bit of touch of visual design as well. If you're into that kind of thing, have a look at the conference for next year. Some super early bird tickets will be going on sale. If they're not actually may already be on sale, if not, they'll be going up very soon. So get in for next year and I'll see you in Brisbane. All right, that was completely unrelated to books. But let's get into this week's book, which is kind of what we're here for, I think, which is The Bullet Journal Method. I'm even procrastinating in the episode. There we go, I'm doing well. Uh, let's talk about The Bullet Journal Method, which I read a couple of months ago while I was on a little break. I bought this in actually a really cute little bookshop in Berry in New South Wales. There's a cute little bookshop called, independent one called Wax Lyrical. So if you are around that kind of South Coast, New South Wales area, you happen to be in Berry. I recommend popping in on Wax Lyrical. They're very friendly. I bought the book there. I love it when you buy a little book when you're traveling. You always remember where you bought it from and who you spoke to when you picked it up. So anyway, that was one of those. I reviewed it properly in the, my newsletter, The Bookmark, a couple of months ago. If you, I'll put a link to that if you want to go back and read my full review. But this episode, of course, is about the three big ideas. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the book, a bit about the author, Ryder Carroll, and then the three big ideas. Bullet Journal, or Bujo for short, was created by Ryder Carroll, a digital product designer and author living in Brooklyn, New York. Diagnosed with learning disabilities early in life, he was forced to figure out alternate ways to be focused and productive. Through years of trial and error, he developed a methodology that went far beyond simple organisation. He now focuses on helping others learn what the Bullet Journal method is truly about, the art of intentional living. Though it does require a journal, bullet journal is a methodology. It's best described as a mindfulness practice disguised as a productivity system. It's designed to help you organise what while you remain mindful of your why. The goal of the bullet journal is to help its practitioners or bullet journalists live intentional lives, ones that are both productive and meaningful. And that's taken from bulletjournal.com. Link is in the show notes. Ryder Carroll is a New York Times best-selling author, digital product designer and inventor of the bullet journal method. He's been featured in the New York Times, LA Times, Fast Company, Wall Street Journal, BBC, Vogue, Bloomberg and others. And you can watch his TEDx talk on intentionality on wherever you get your TEDx videos. I'll put a link to both of those things, to this little blurb on Ryder's website and also to his TEDx video in the show notes. 
All right, let's get into the three big ideas. Big idea number one, outsource your brain. Our brains are twofold, and this isn't what brains are particularly best used for. Before we can start properly journaling, we need to first see what we're working with. So this is kind of the, the brain dump of getting everything out of your brain onto some paper. So it's time for a mental inventory. Three lists of what you're working on, what you should be working on, and what you want to be working on. Super important that you write it down. So much of the bullet journal method and methodology and, and, my, and way of thinking is based on this pen to paper action. It helps us think and feel at the same time, whereas typing things is often can be quite unconscious. Now, once you've written those three lists, and that's important, write it down, of what you're working on, what you should be working on, and what you want to be working on, you can now sort them out, kind of marry condo them. And you ask two questions. And for each thing you need to ask yourself, is it vital and does it matter? And if the answer of those two things is no, you can ditch it because it probably shouldn't be on your list and living rent-free in your brain. Ryder says that true efficiency is not about speed. It's about spending more time with what really matters, which I really liked as a definition of efficiency. He talks a lot about the power of the pen or the pencil in order to do that. And it's fundamental to this system and getting things out, writing it down, putting it on paper, which is why the bullet journal itself is a physical system rather than an online app or something like that. Now, the more observant of you may realize or may have maybe think that sounds kind of familiar. There is definitely a little bit of overlap on certainly on this part to the work of David Allen's Getting Things Done and the method that he uses. So if you are familiar with that work and that book, definitely this part in terms of that mental inventory, getting everything that you're holding in your brain out of your brain onto paper and then sorting it. Definitely there's a big similarity there. So that's big idea number one, outsource your brain. Big idea number two is the system. The bullet journal method is part to-do list, part journal, part planner, part sketchbook, part scheduler, and all of these and more, or whatever you need it to be. And that's the best thing about it is that you can make it your own and make it yours by mixing and matching and deciding what it is you need it to be for you. What I don't recommend though, before you actually start bullet journaling is looking at Bujo content online because it will both amaze you and absolutely put you off. Some of the some of the work and some of the art that goes into some people's bullet journals is mind-blowingly beautiful and mind-blowingly confronting <laughs> in terms of thinking that that is what you had to do. And he does actually acknowledge this in the book. The book, the edition of the book that I've got is a slightly newer edition. So he does reference the fact that there are lots of people who turn their bullet journals into absolute works of art. But the method that he originally came up with and that is referenced in this book, in, in, in the actual method, is very, very simple. There is absolutely nothing artistic about it. It is dots and little symbols, not art. So there's a couple of key concepts in the book that make up the system. Number one is the index. So this lets you locate your content in your bullet journal and you do this by separating things into topics and then using the page numbers. Now a lot of notebooks have not all but many notebooks have actual page numbers on there but otherwise you need to add them yourself. So the index goes at the front and you might write that okay well January is on page 10 and my gym log of all the workouts I've been doing is on page 25 etc etc depending on what you are logging. The second part of the concept or the second concept is the future log. So this is used to store future tasks and events that fall outside the current month. So most of the planning you do is for your current month. So let's say June in this situation. If you do something or something comes onto your plate or into your brain that is a future thing for July or August, etc, etc, you would put it on the future log, forget about it and then come back to it when you migrate things from your future log into your current month. 
this makes much more sense when you read it and see the demonstrations and the the illustrations but that's the future log so it allows you to stop thinking about things that aren't don't need to be in your brain for a while your monthly log then so the third part is an overview of this month and the current things you've got on this month and the stuff you need to do then you get a little bit smaller in the fourth part, which is the daily log. So this is your catch-all for rapid logging your thoughts throughout each day, is, is the quote from the book. So you'd have your it's a mix of mishmash of to-dos and events and things you need to remember and observations, whatever it is. But your daily log, your daily page is something that is a free-for-all to capture what happens that day. The fifth thing is rapid logging, which is the short-form kind of little symbols and marks that you use to capture the things in your, particularly in your daily log. Number six is collections. So this is where you would actually block your Bujo content into related items. So your index is one type of collection. Your monthly log is a collection. You might also have like a gym log. Maybe you've got a reading log of all the books you want to read. Maybe you're capturing a film log of all the films you've watched this year, whatever it happens to be. So that's your collections. And then the final concept number seven is migration. So this is the monthly process of sitting down, filtering out things that are sort of floating on your to-do list that actually just don't need to get done anymore, but seemed important a couple of weeks ago. And then pulling forward anything from your future log or yeah, your future list of things to do into the current month or your new current month that's about to happen. So that's the seven key concepts, the index, the future log, the monthly log, the daily log, the rapid logging, the collections and migration. Like I said, hopefully that's a bit of an overview, but they, it makes much more sense when you read the book and see the pictures and things too. And again, this is what makes the method so handy is that you can completely scrap some of those things. If you're like, that index is not working for me or that monthly log I don't need because I've got other ways of capturing that, whatever it is. But you can pick and choose and decide what's in and what's out for you. Maybe you need something else altogether because you're tracking something else or you've got something else going on. Then eh, that's all up to you. So that's big idea number two, the system. Big idea number three is get your goals. The book goes into quite a few different things, which I have some thoughts on whether that was necessary or not, but it does. And this is what's in the book. So I'm going to cover it. One of the things it goes into is goal setting. I don't think it needed to, but it did. So you can use your bullet journal for setting and then smashing your goals. So first of all, there's a really nice section around like working out what your goal is. And I really enjoyed some of the questions that Ryder puts forward. So things around what is it about this goal that sparked my curiosity? So it's so nice because it's rather than just like, why do you need to do this goal? What motivated me to want to invest my time and energy here? Number three, what am I trying to accomplish? Number four, what will it require? And number five, what is my definition of success with this goal? So it really forces you to think a bit deeply or a bit more deeply about why your goal is your goal and what it is that's, why is this worth your time and energy investment, which I think is so useful because we sometimes make goals based on maybe external cues rather than internal motivations or cues. So that's the first part is actually setting out why, why goal, why this goal? You can then break it down into sprints, which are self-contained projects. For example, if you wanted to learn how to cook, which is the one of the examples in the book, you could have this self-contained project as a sprint, which is learn some knife skills. You can then block that sprint into your calendar over a couple of weeks, a month, whatever it needs to be. And then the sprints then become tasks or activities. And this is what creates momentum with these mini goals. Like you can learn that knife skill piece and it would be you'd feel a sense of accomplishment and you can move on rather than actually seeing the whole thing of you, you haven't learned anything until you've learned to cook. You can absolutely see all of these different sections of learning to cook as their individual goals in themselves. 
So that's really helpful. It's a nice way of setting it up. And then you can link to this to your bullet journal because maybe on your daily long log or your monthly log, or maybe on a separate page altogether, you get like a habit tracker or a learning tracker or whatever it is that you are kind of setting up to then tick off when you have done something towards that goal or towards that sprint or that, that little learning project. So maybe if you're goal is to drink more water on your daily log you might set up a little square or a little box which is did I you know something to tick off on how much water you drank that day or did you drink at least two liters or whatever it was and then you can see those build up over time and that is very satisfying so there we go big idea number three get your goals so we go three big ideas from the book the bullet journal method by Ryder Carroll big idea number one outsource your brain big idea number two the system and big idea number three get your goals like I said, it's a really easy book to read. It's a really nice mix of some personal stories from Ryder and how he and why he started this method and, and some of the people who have benefited from it as well, especially as this is a later edition. So some more recent examples of people who over the number of years have been using it and evolved it to work for them. And lots of different examples of people who are using bullet journaling in different ways and for different methods and with different reasons in order to achieve what they want to achieve or get through what they want to get through. And therefore, there's lots of different bits of inspiration. You think, oh, actually, yeah, I will take that bit. I will try that bit and make it work for you. So there's a lot of freedom in the in the method and in the different ways of laying things out whilst in keeping with the key principles. I did try it. I just I really want it to work. And I've tried bullet journaling a number of times. It's something I'd actually been aware of whilst I hadn't read the book. I've been aware of bullet journaling for a number of years and I have tried dipping in and out of it. I just can't stick with it. I'm going to be honest. It's mostly because I'm mostly quite mobile. I go walk around. I do a lot of things. I go a lot of places. And I just the idea of carrying a notebook with me at all times is a bit off-putting I'm gonna be honest and also as someone who is quite an organized person and doesn't really struggle with that type of stuff I've got my own systems and methods which is a mixture of some hard copy some digital actually probably 75% digital if not more and then a bit of hard copy as well which just works for me so I just have found that it I just can't stick with it because it it is replacing something that is is actually working quite well so for me haven't really been able to stick with it, but I really like the concepts and the methods. And sometimes I do come back to using the approach. So I will pick up my, my notebook, my journal. And if I just am feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I will do that mental inventory part and I will use some of the symbols and things. And when I make to do make to do lists, I will often use some of the ideas from the bullet journaling method. I just won't always have it as a consistent practice. So we go. if you have read the bullet journal method, if you've used the bullet journal method, maybe without reading the book or but just by picking up the concepts from elsewhere, I'd love to hear from you. Is that something you stick with, have stuck with, find useful? I'd love to hear from you. I always love a good productivity hacks and tips chat. If you would like to get in touch and talk about this book or any other, you can get in touch as usual using Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf. Link is at the bottom of the show notes or on LinkedIn. I'm just Steph Clark on there, Clark with an E on the end. Again, LinkedIn details and link is at the bottom of the show notes. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>